Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you and you. Not only that, not only that, I, since we got those technically difficulties fixed out, I'm going to take a brief time out to thank the two of the people that's responsible for making sure this podcast gets back up and running. I want to thank my moms, no doubt. Got to thank Mom Dukes all day long. You know what I mean? Like, she helped. She, she came through in the clutch, helped me out. I also got to thank DJ Bobby DJ Scepter. Like, you guys hear me talk about him all the time at all events that he's at. DJ Scepter is also a wizard on his computers and for his personal friends. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while, he likes to hook him up. But we're not here to talk about all that. I just want to thank them. And even so, even much so, before I fully jump into my sports, right? Before I fully, 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 fully jump into the sports, right? I want to I take a brief moment, right? Because I told him I was going to do this. I told him 100% I was going to do this. I want to take a brief moment to apologize 
to a friend of mine, to a lady friend of mine, Cody. Right, but I want to apologize to her for being a complete ass last night. I don't know what came over me, but as I told her on the ride to the crib, and as I have expressed today, I have realized that I have dealt in some assholery that is completely out of my character. I don't know where it came from, but that's basically how I'm feeling right about now. So once again, I told you I was going to apologize on the air so everybody can hear, so it doesn't go past one single ear. And so it is on historical reference that, yes, I was an asshole last night on October 30th for no reason whatsoever. For somebody that, 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 was, that was hooking me up, they understood my situation. And for some reason, at the end of the night, I, I, I became dick. So yeah, congratulations. I played myself, and that's how. I, that's basically what it is. So, if I'm forgiven, I'll never know. But I would say I'm a man of my words. So I was gonna apologize. I did some apologize that I'm apologizing, and also a man of my words. And I tell you, that's so completely out of my character. You have no clue. Like, pfft. I'm I'm vexed with myself. Like I'm kind of disgusted with myself. But we digressing a little too far. Let's get back into the sports. Let's get back into the sports. Let's get back into the sports because you know what? We've had a good night. And by, and by that, I mean, not only just a good night, but we've had a good time in sports, right, over the last couple of weeks. Now, I said, I've been gone for some time, so there's some things that, that you may not have known or some things that you guys need to get out of the way, right? So I think last time that we spoke may have been like around like week five or something. So we got some week five picks. We got we gave you all of that information. We're going to jump in here hard and heavy, I'm telling you. So week six, I went 10 and five if you were listening. Week seven, I went 12 and two if you were listening. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing my thing. I've been doing my thing. I've been doing my thing. And week eight, the week eight. It's kind of yet to be determined. As we're going to go over a little bit this week. right? But like I said, we're not going to spend too much time over here. Week 8 in the NFL. As like I said, this is Halloween. So of course you had to imagine that I was going to get myself just a little bit of thriller going on through the night. As I said, we're getting straight into it. Week 8 in the NFL. First, first things first, right? First things first. Right? We had Miami going up against Houston. And that Miami and Houston game. Ended with Jameis, not Jameis, but this kid, Deshaun Watson, putting up five touchdowns. That's probably the only honorably mention here. We picked Houston to win this game, and Houston did win this game, 22 to 42. Next up, we had Philly versus Jacksonville. We picked Philly to win that game, Philly did win that game, 24 to 18. Next game, we have Baltimore versus Carolina. We had Carolina winning that game, and Carolina end up coming away with a victory, 36 to 21, as Cam Newton continues to ball on. Next up, we had Kansas, it was Denver versus Kansas City. We had Kansas City winning in that game, as Kansas City came away with a 30 to 23 win over Denver, with Patrick Mahomes passing for another 303 yards. That's another game that he passes up for over 300 yards. And following after that, we had a division rivalry game between Pittsburgh and Cleveland as Pittsburgh came away with that victory as we assumed that they would, 33-18. to as, as James Conner came away with 146 yards rushing, still making you wonder, 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 Le'Veon Bell who? Oh, it's been a thriller. Following that, we had Seattle versus Detroit, and we had Seattle come away with that victory as they did, 28 to 14. And if you ever realize it, folks, we still haven't lost a game so far tonight. <laughs> as in that game, we saw Matthew Stafford pass for 310 yards, putting up two touchdowns. 
right? Following that, we had Tampa Bay versus Cincinnati. And remember that this game, we were all over the place because we had no clue what was going on. Now, we're going to give you my take that's going about Tampa Bay in a minute because, you know what, Tampa Bay did something that we thought that they should have done initially. And if they hadn't done it by now, we was going to bring you into question. But we'll talk about just a little bit later in the show. We picked Cincinnati to come with this victory. And Cincinnati actually came in with this victory. 37-34. Evans put up 179 yards with one touchdown. Right, so once again, we will write, folks, if you're, if you're paying attention, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That is the first eight games of the evening. And if you are following the mighty football picks, is that eight? Is that eight? Let me count that again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven. If you was following the mighty football picks, then you so far did not lose any of these games coming up. I'm the same. Now, am I a little bit, would I be surprised if you guys picked against the grain? I would not be surprised if you guys may have picked against the grain, but I'm telling you, I've been on smoke this year. And I'm telling you that I've been on so much smoke that if you listen to me say earlier in the season that well, we thought that it was a possibility that Drew Brees may win the Super Bowl, and if you put money on that, then I am saying kudos to you because it's still looking like a safe bet. Next up, we had the Chicago Bears taking on my New York Giants. Now we and listen, we know we don't. I don't like to do this too often, but I but I know what's up. I know when Khalil Mack is when Khalil Mack steps, Khalil Mack's team steps on the field. What that means, even when they don't happen to have Khalil Mack, it is still a a fucking thriller. Jets lose that game 24 to 10 as we had predicted they would. Not the score, but at least they predicted that they were lost. Next up, we had Washington picking Giants, and Washington beat the Giants as we thought they would 20 to 13. As Adrian Peterson put up 149 yards for one touchdown, and we're gonna give you a quick little bit of honorable mention. As Eli Manning did happen to pass for 316 yards in a losing effort, one to put up one touchdown and two interceptions, and Odell Beckham did put up eight interceptions for 106 yards. Somebody's to blame there. We need to figure this out soon because they need to figure this out soon. Because if you don't figure it out and I don't figure it out, who's going to figure out what the heck is wrong with the New York football Giants? I have a stat for you later on in the show. And when I tell you this, you're going to look at me like I have three heads. But I'm telling you, I am right. And man... <laughs> As next up, we had Indiana taking on Oakland, and we picked Indiana to, to, to beat up on the dysfunctional Oakland Raiders, as they managed to do at 42 to 28. After that was San Francisco versus Arizona. This may be one of those few games that might have been on the edge because both of these teams are fairly, fairly mediocre. As I'm gonna have fun to pick Oklahoma and San Francisco next week, but I happen to pick the right pick in Arizona as Arizona etched and squeaked their way to a victory. Fi 15 to 18 over San Francisco. Next up, we had Green Bay taking on the LA Rams. And you know what? I'm not happy to say that I was right on this game because you know what? The, the tomfoolery, the, the, the assholery that, that went on in that game is kind of the same kind of tomfoolery and assholery that I put on last night. Once again, I want to say that I'm sorry because Green Bay lost that game 27 to 29 while Aaron Rodgers had a chance to put that ball in his hand with the last two minutes to go. That shit ain't funny. I don't appreciate this nigga laughing in my ear. <laughs> but we were right. The LA Rams beat the Green Bay Packers 29 27. Next up, we have the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. And folks, I'm telling you, if I get these next two right, you know what that means? Do you know what that means? That means I didn't miss a game last week. Mark it down in week eight. I was great. Mark it down. Down, down, 
down, down, down. Danger zone. As for the Sunday night game, we had New Orleans taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And if I, if I told you once, I'm going to tell you before, I am not going to say it anymore until I'm blue or sore. I have the New Orleans Saints winning the Super Bowl. I had a dream about it. I saw it. If they don't, then I'm surprised. But put it in say they are on my radars. And listen, if they don't win Super that means Drew Brees is winning, is winning MVP. Something, something good is really going to happen with... Something good is really gonna happen with New Orleans. I can sense it this year, and if you know me, then you know that I have I happen to have a game on in the back, and there is no better game on to have on the back than the New York Knicks versus the Indiana Pacers. And if you bring on um, bring on any form of historical reference about the Indiana Pacers and the New York Knicks in my presence, you're liable to get slapped. I mean, I literally may slap the shit out of you, B. I, I'm not playing. Like that's how that's how strongly I feel about that moment. Don't talk to me about that, especially if you're using that shit in just or to throw it in my face. That is one of those moments in Knicks history that I take very sorely. I mean, I used to take I take extremely. So like you, you hear how vexed I am now. Just imagine if you brought that up to me. Just imagine if you decided to bring it up to me on my face. You understand what I may do? You understand the kind of carnage I may unleash upon you? You understand? Like, ah, there'll be no whole boss. Like, I'll bring you into it. I'll bring your team into it. I'll bring your mama into it. I'll bring your daddy into it. If you have, a, if you have a baby that ain't cute, I'll bring your ugly baby into it. Don't you play with me in any other places in New York Knicks history? I don't play that shit, B. But we had the New Orleans Saints taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And we picked the New Orleans Saints to, pick, to beat the Minnesota Vikings. And that they did with 30 to 20 points. 30 points for Saints, 20 Minnesota. They came with a victory. Honorable mention, Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk Cousins happened to go 31 for 41. Passed on 359 yards. Had two touchdowns. Had, it, had one interception. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phelan and Diggs both passed for over 100 yards. It's more honorable to mention. And they still lost to them boys in the Saints. And the Saints just got better. So when I tell you, listen, when I tell you. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. I revert to Andy up. You'll get your Barbie chain gap. I tell you now. And you're just going to keep getting better. <laughs> New Orleans really is gonna is gonna keep getting better. Final game of the season, so we got that game right too. Final game of the of the night: New Orleans versus Buffalo. And folks, we ain't dumb. We may hate New England, but we ain't dumb. We ain't dumb. We picked New England to win that game, and that they did in a very ugly game, where there wasn't a touchdown scored by the New England Patriots until I believe the 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 third quarter or so so the Patriots come away with that victory 25 to 6 as Tom Brady passes for 324 yards and that folks is <laughs> that folks is your week 8 wrap up and folks yes count it that is 1 that is 2 that is 3 that is 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 folks we went a perfect 14 and Oh, last week, yeah, I said it. The picks were up for you guys to see. They were on the website. Remember, all you have to do, go to mytsports.net. That's mytsports.net, and every single week, you will see our picks. Like, listen, you're about to get our picks right now on the air, right? When we come back from these commercial breaks, right, we're going to do our picks right here on the air. So you get our week nine picks. And, man, are the, are the picks for week nine kind of dangerous because... We got six people on a bar. What does that mean? We'll talk about that on the fantasy portion of the show. Well, that and more. 
later on on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Can we cut to a commercial? Somebody run that multi-vest kit. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. You're still listening to your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor. You know what I say. You're talking to the host with the fire in his beard and the thunder in his voice, making every take mighty. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Well, let's get back to the sports like we get back to the old school like we get back to the business like we get back to the world week eight of the nfl is coming up tomorrow night am i the only one that these early sunday games are starting to mess up a little bit just a little bit is it is it just me that these sunday night for fantasy purposes that is that these evil not evil (laughs) i said evil I'm gonna tell you why I said evil. <laughs> That's why. That's the reason why I said ha. Huh. I said evil. <laughs> and don't forget, before we go any further, don't forget that you can check out, right, and you can interact with me live on the podcast. If you go to the website, mytsports.net, as mytsports.net, you can interact with us live right here on the podcast. Post your questions, post your concerns. I'll see them. I'll interact. I'll leave a I'll leave a send a message directly to you. I may ignore you. I won't ignore you. But definitely, what we what we try to do. If you take the time out to post your questions on my site, I'll take the time out to try to address them on the air. How about that? That'll be my deal to you. Did I apologize already for being an asshole earlier sometime yesterday? This morning, wait, we early in the morning. I was cranky. I, I was, I was, I was functioning like four hours of sleep. Like you understand, it was already like two o'clock in the morning. I had been up since six. I had to be up at six. I, it's no excuse. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. So let's sit here with this quiet storm. Let this, let this wash over the body. Week nine of the NFL is coming up. Very it's first game is gonna pop up on Thursday, and this is probably the game that so far gave me hey, wow. the hey, wow. most grief out of all of the games that I had to pick. 
it gave me the most grief Man. out of all of the games that I had to pick. And it wasn't because I thought this was going to be a good game. It wasn't because I thought that, that both of these teams maybe had something to prove or that both of these both of these teams were going to be high-powered offense. It's because that both of these teams are so mediocre. So both of these teams are so dysfunctionally bad. I couldn't determine on who the hell is going to win here. But you know what? You know what ended up being a determinant factor? You know what made me end up saying, you know what, T, you're tripping. I understand that both of these teams may, may, may suck in your eye, but you know what? One of these teams have, a, have their starting quarterback, and the other one doesn't. And even though the other one, the team that does, is getting rid of their wide receiver, is getting rid of their best defensive player, they, I mean, they're getting rid of everybody except for the head coach that's making all these damn decisions. But I still don't think they're dysfunctional enough to lose to the San Francisco 49ers. I don't, I don't see Bretta and whoever else left on that team doing enough work to be able to make themselves relevant. Not relevant the way Baltimore has been. We'll talk about Baltimore because Baltimore... Is it Baltimore that has this guy? He may. So first up, we're going to pick Oakland, Oakland to beat San Francisco. And next up, we have Atlanta versus Washington. And while Atlanta may have one of those high-powered offenses we like to think of, Riley and Coleman and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, I just don't see it. What I have seen, as I've been breaking down lately, is that Matt Ryan has always been surrounded with talent. Top wide receiver talent. As we're now seeing dynamic playmaking running back talent at times. And yet, one Super Bowl appearance. So I don't know if this is an indictment on Matt Ryan or with this indictment of us how hard it is um, to make it in to the Super Bowl. But it seems like every other year a team from the NFL from the NFC is going in there. And they just keep rotating these guys. And these guys just keep going up against Tom Brady or Peyton Manning at the time. Or Baltimore at the time. And, and we get to see what happens. But even Pittsburgh. And those are the guys that they're facing against. But it's really those four guys. It's, it's, really, been it's really been Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, and whatever team Peyton Manning was playing for at the time. That has been the representative from the AFC going up against all of these guys from the NFC. And we like to put all these guys from the NFC out on all, all, all the time on these pedestals and, and, and say that they're all kinds of, saying that they're all kinds of great players. But we don't take into account that listen, they have great players on their team all the time, and they don't do much with them. Or they're not doing enough for them. For as much talent as we hear that Atlanta has, Atlanta should be doing better. So we know what we're gonna do here. We're gonna pick Washington over Atlanta and Atlanta. From what has been happening lately with Atlanta, with AJ with with Alex Smith, and now having Adrian Peterson as as much as other running backs and also a couple of other wide receivers on that team. I like what they do there. And if you're gonna if you're telling me that Adrian Peterson is still able to run that ball twenty plus times and still able to give you over hundred something yards a game, then you do it. That is Mr. All Day. You could call him AD, you could call him AP, but just know that he is still running the ball like he has something to prove. Washington over Atlanta. Next up, we have Detroit versus Minnesota, and this is not even a thinker for me. I, I know what this happened in, in Detroit, and I think that makes it even harder for them to try to win games. So you know what? I am going to pick Minnesota over the Detroit Lions. Next up, we have Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. And this is one of those division games, right? And these division games always kind of freak me out because you never know what's going to happen. They, you know, Because you know what happens in these division games? 
You have Tom Brady on your team, and every other team that he plays up against, he's putting up three to five touchdowns. But yet, when he plays against when he plays against Buffalo, he only gets one because his team just scored three um, field goals, and that's and that barely happens with New England. This is what I see. Now, Baltimore has got, has done a couple of things, as 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 Pittsburgh is still waiting to do things. I like the way that Baltimore's defense has been playing lately. Uh, Baltimore seems to also have found the right, the right kind of pieces to put back around Joe Flacco to make him look respectable again. And I mean this in every kind of positive and negative jabs that you can think of. So don't get it twisted. I think they've recently gone, that they've listed in this offseason, they've gone out. And they've gotten a couple of wide receivers that they know are respectable and can get into the end zone. Like a Michael Crabtree. As we already heard how I described Michael Crabtree earlier, in case you forgot. But also their defense have been doing well. And... Just like I told you in the beginning of the season, and even though I've kind of went away from that, it's really only been against a few teams that I've gone away from this. I've gone away from this concept. And that is without no Le'Veon Bell, I do not want to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, while James Conner has been proven to be a viable replacement for Le'Veon Bell right now, I still don't feel the need to pick them against the Baltimore's defense. That I feel that while we all know who Pittsburgh is, and without Le'Veon Bell, I can't say that they have a second dynamic catching person out of the backfield. All you really have is Antonio Brown. I think that Baltimore has at least two or three of those guys now. At least they have two in the wide receiving category. That at least when they get into the into the end zone, you have to think to yourself that hey, these guys can score. Like round and round, like you keep telling me that Baltimore isn't good, but Baltimore keeps putting up numbers that say, you know what, we may be better than you think. And next up, we have Kansas City versus Cleveland. And I'm not even going to pause here to say that I think that Kenny Mahomes is going to beat the Cleveland Browns and beat the brakes off of them very, 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 very disrespectfully. Expect seven touchdowns. I'm writing it down here. Seven touchdowns, 489 yards minimum. As Indian paces up on the New York Knicks 19-13. Next up, we have the game of the week where the... Best game of the week. This is one of the multi best games of the week, as I'm being biased. When the New York Jets take on the Miami Dolphins, and can I tell you, man, I'm excited about this game because the New York Jets have been looking a little bit better than we anticipated, and they looked a little bit better than when they last took on the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins look a little bit worse than when they took on the New York Jets. Players are getting injured, Achilles is being ruptured, you know, quads are, are, are exploding, kneecaps are being shattered, and all of that speed is starting to be slowed down. But you know what? 
Let's bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. We need to bring this game back to Miami. And if Miami happened to go to the happened to go to New York and win the first game, then I'm hoping that we can keep tradition alive and the New York Jets can come down here and win in Miami because I cannot take a sweep. I have people lined up on towers across from my house ready to take shots at me the moment they lose. I'm not trying to be sniped all night. But I'm so I'm gonna pick my the New York Jets to pick to beat Miami. I hope you realize that New York Jets over Miami. That ain't that ain't emotion. That ain't nothing more than 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 pure football goddery. And also, I'm gonna tell you why I have more faith over the New York Jets than I have of any team in New York right now playing professional football. You got the Chicago Bears taking on the New York taking on the Buffalo Bills. Talking about New York teams, right? I expect that the Buffalo Bills are going to take another loss. As listen, it's not like Chicago doesn't know how to play in snow. They're going to go up to Buffalo and they're going to say, Hey, Buffalo, what do you think you're doing over here? We got Khalil Mack back. He's back. He's back here. He's back here with us. He is going to come and he's going to attack, attack, attack your defense or your offense, I should say. And next thing you know, your boy Shady McCoy, McCoy isn't going to look so good. We're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up week nine. Maybe before we do that, we're going to talk about a couple of these transactions that happened during, between week eight and week nine. We're going to answer a couple of questions that we just have lingering. And also, my New York Knicks are already getting their ass up down 26 to 17. That and more when we come back to the Mighty Sports Podcast right here only on MyTSports.net. That's MYTSports.net. Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell him Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. join this team to win championships or become famous they join because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it they are brighter better educated led and equipped than any team in history they are doctors lawyers engineers technologists and combat troops all prepared for whatever comes their way You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier.
And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. And I am your host, Talon Toma Taylor. Toma Taylor. Toma, 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 Toma Taylor. As we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. As you are back and you are listening, that means we are wrapping up our picks for week nine. If you missed it earlier in the first segment, play it back. We told you all of the picks for week eight and the results. And yes, folks, I did not get any of my picks wrong for week eight. So I'm just saying, if you're a kind of person that likes to find momentum, then you know what? Then I must be in fuego. And what that means is that you, you may just have to Danger take... zone. <laughs> you just may have to listen to my picks again this week because if I'm on this much fire, it only makes sense. It don't really only makes sense for you to listen to me, um, for you to follow my picks again this week, right? So next up, we have Tampa Bay taking on Carolina. And of course, we already know what's going on in Tampa Bay and Carolina. And this may be the first of all of the topics that I wanted to address today, that I may start addressing right now. As we are going to pick Carolina over Tampa Bay. And I'm not going to lie to you. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hadn't benched Jameis Winston, this week, we were really going to look into them. We were going to call them out to the fire. We were going to put their feet to the fire and call them out for what they simply said. These are their words that they were basing. They were basing their decision to start Jameis Winston over Ryan Fitzpatrick strictly because of productivity and nothing more. It was productivity. And if that was the case, if that was the case, then there was going to be no reason for us to constantly see Jameis Winston start for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I put the reason why we say this, right? We, you've heard it. You've heard us talk about this. We, you've heard us allude to it a couple times for the week. That and, and we've been talking about it for a while now. We started talking about this sometime last season. The first moment that Jameis Winston got to Sean Jackson and, and, and Mike Evans, and we realized that he was mediocre with them. Two guys that have put up a thousand yards everywhere that they have gone to. A thousand yards receiver with every other quarterback they have played with. Yet with Jameis Winston, these guys are struggling. We thought that something was up. And you see what Ryan Fitzpatrick has. Listen, every quarter. Listen, unless you're an elite quarterback, which you're not what we're calling Ryan Fitzpatrick. But we're also not calling Jameis Winston an elite quarterback. And unless you're an elite quarterback, you roller coaster in this league. You have your ups and downs. Now, sometimes, do your downs look really, really bad compared to your highs? Yes. And because of the fact that you weren't considered the franchise quarterback, is your lease super fucking short like a choker that can't pass the porch? Yes. But does that mean that at this point in their careers that Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't a better quarterback on that field for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than James Winston is? 
Ryan Fitzpatrick is that dude right now. And if they didn't bench Ryan Fitzpatrick, this, uh, if they didn't bench Jameis Winston, I should say, this week, we were going to bring them into question to see if they were really about their business. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick is the reason that this team wins. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the team that the reason why this team puts up numbers. The reason why this team even looks exciting. Do you know what has? Do you know what Ryan Fitzpatrick has done in one week by coming back in one week of Tampa Bay saying that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in one week. He has made Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans relevant in fantasy football again. We know again that they will put up 100 yards receiving. If not both, then one. And if not both get a touchdown, then at least one with 80 and a touchdown. You understand? We know this from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now... In the division game versus Carolina and what that defense and what that offense has kind of been doing it's gonna be kind of tough but we kind of but we know it's gonna be a shootout with these guys and even if it's not a shootout, we know Ryan Fitzpatrick gonna pass it Ryan Fitzpatrick is not gonna turn the ball over more than any more than Jameis Winston would have and he would have taken more shots downfield and but let me tell you something that's even more more more, 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 more trying was more of a testament to their numbers more than anything else is that Ryan Fitzpatrick won't lose the ball more than Jameis Winston. And while, because Jameis Winston is one of the highest losers of the ball. He just loses the ball. Granted, they recover the ball back a lot, him and his team. But they, when Jameis Winston under the helm, that ball just happens to pop out of a lot of places. That ends up killing drives for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're going to pick Carolina to beat Tampa Bay. We're going to pick the LA Chargers to beat the Seattle Seahawks. As you know me, personally, there's not a lot of situations where I like to go against the Seattle Seahawks. But after about week 10, I'll reevaluate the Seattle Seahawks. I'll look at them again. And I'll see where I believe that they're at. Because right now I believe they're in this bend, but don't, don't break mold. And right now the LA Chargers are exactly what I told you that they should have been last year. That they had as much offensive talent that they should have been in the same categories as the Kansas City and Pittsburghs of the world. And now we finally see all of that come to fruition. You got a, gay, you got, you got a guy like Phillip Rivers and you got a guy like Gordon. And you add the rest of those dynamic pieces around him and you get numbers. And folks... The matchup of the evening for Sunday night is the matchup that, <laughs> it's funny I talked about this in one of the podcasts about how many former number one picks that the New York Knicks have on their goddamn team right now, especially in the top 10. Maybe I did talk about this podcast, maybe I talked about this on the other platform, on, on the video game platform that I like to do every once in a while. But next up for the Sunday night game We have a matchup That Made The whole entire world Pause 
for a second to wonder what he was talking about. We have a matchup coming up that made Michael Jordan drop a commercial that said, hey, I get it. Every once in a while, you like to compare the two. Who's the greatest of all time? You know, who would have done this? We understand that one guy has all the talents, one other guy has all the rings. Some guys, some other guys can do all the things with the ball that one other guy can't. You know, it's the clutch gene, he says, in this commercial. I even get it. They, they even have the same number. And the only way to get this figured out is for them to play it out. For half a second, we thought Michael Jordan was saying, fuck it. I'm calling out LeBron James! Cause I had another take about LeBron James and about his number, what well, he's doing the number 23. And what we end up realizing that Michael Jordan wasn't talking about a matchup between him and LeBron James. No, Michael Jordan was talking about the Sunday night matchup between Green Bay and New England, yes. They, listen, Nike made you look, the NFL commercial made you look, and man, Michael Jordan made you look. Well, they're very clever wordplay. That's yes, Green Bay is gonna be taking on the New, York, the New England Saints in New Orleans, New, in New England, and I'm telling you right now, the only reason why I'm not picking New England is because of the hate. That runs through my veins against New England. So if you want to go against me, and pick New England here. I can't blame you. But after last week, what just happened in the way that Green Bay lost that game, and now that you figure that they have a, a nice little motivated lineup in there, I'm saying I'm just saying Randall Cobb may be the kind of person to start this week. I, I feel like I feel like he may be the kind of guy that has three touchdowns with 163 yards. That could be this game, and it cannot. And that's what kind of has me a little. Last game of the evening, last game of the evening, or the, of the week, it's Tennessee versus Dallas. And we have Dallas winning that game. And Dallas just made some interesting moves that you may not have heard. And that's part of the reason why I think that Dallas is going to win this game. It's because very recently that we just saw Dallas pick up Amari Cooper from Oakland. Oakland, which is, I tell you, there's a part of the reason why we don't believe in Oakland and why we, and we have no clue what they're about to do. Because it seems like they've been shooting their gun all over the place and they have no clue to win. They get rid of their best um, defensive player, Khalil Mack, and we see what he does in, 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 immediately as he goes to Chicago. Now we're going to see Amari Cooper come and play for the Dallas Cowboys. And all the Dallas Cowboys, one, all of a sudden, again, gets a number one wide receiver, a great guy, a great big body, a, a good locker room guy, and a guy that runs around and is professional about his business. And I got it, you shouldn't hear any static from either. I think this is a very good look for the good pickup for the Dallas Cowboys. And there have been a lot of transactions that have happened within the last couple of weeks. The Cleveland Browns, for instance. The Cleveland Browns, for instance, yes, that team. They finally have decided to fire their coach, Hugh Jackson, and their offensive coordinator for the remainder of the season. Yeah, fired both of those guys, their offensive coordinator and their head coach, gone out of Cleveland. So if you thought that Cleveland may have been looking slightly exciting this year and there may have been like a few things that they, they, they may possibly be able to hold on to so that they can 
salvage whatever kind of season. Or look like they may be en route to start winning some games. Then, nope. 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 The Cleveland Browns have, once again, disappointed us. And let us down with what kind of whatever kind of transaction that they have done. Because it's just been a detriment to that young quarterback. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the transactions that happened here in the NFL. We're going to have to get a couple of questions answered. We're going to talk about a head coach that I think... I'm even putting more up on the pedestal now from what I realize and go back and do a historical reference of what he may have done. A Hall of Famer may have been right by calling out of another Hall of Fame teammate. And you know he's about to get his jersey retired in San Antonio. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast when we come back right here on MyTSports.net. Dance. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Septa. Wednesday. 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 Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95 off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make it count Mondays. Well, ladies, are in free before... You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Septa. Wednesday. 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 Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95 off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallin Domar Dilla, in case you forgot. It's the only host that you know with fire in his beard and thunder in his voice, making every take my tea.
So as we come back here, we, we as we're completely done with week nine of the NFL, and I hope you got those picks written now because I'm telling you those picks are golden except for maybe two that I'm nervous about. The Green Bay New England one, wholeheartedly nervous about that pick. LA Chargers and Seattle one, kind of nervous about that pick as well. Other than that, not really too nervous. Cause you know what? Like one of them, I, I may have been nervous about maybe that Denver, that Denver Houston game. But you know why I'm not nervous about that Denver Houston game? Do you know why I'm not nervous about that Denver Houston game? Because Denver just traded away their number one wide receiver, Demarius Thomas, to The Houston Texans. <laughs> so, that boy Deshaun Jackson now has another weapon to go along with him. A, a Super Bowl winning veteran wide receiver that played with Peyton Manning. He now, you now couple him up with Hopkins on the other end in the wide receiving category. And now Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. Houston I think you no longer have any more problems. Offense is looking solid. We see Giovanni and Clowney and J.J. Watt on that other end. That defense is looking solid. Young guy, old guy, nice little mixture. Offense, wide receivers, young guy, old guy, nice little mixture. Maybe even be around the same age, closer to the age than I may, I may be anticipating. Hopkins and Demarius Thomas. Actually, maybe not. There may be more like a good five, six, seven year difference. In sports, that's a hell of a difference. That, that, that's a whole generational cycle. So that's the reason why I'm so, I was so quick to be able to pick Houston over Denver. Listen, Detroit traded away Golden Tate to the Philadelphia Eagles, who happened to be on a bye week this week. So it gives him a week to be able to get into his role. Get, get Give him a week to get acclimated into his lineup and get to learn that playbook a little bit. What does Detroit get back? Detroit end up getting Snacks Harris. They get they get the, the boast of that defense a little bit. The trade of the of the week to me. The trade of the week to me. Because, and, and, and this trade is going to be the trade of the week just because of, of how it happened. So if you haven't heard, right, when Green Bay lost to the L.A. Rams in Week 8, the way that they, they lost left a lot of people scratching their head. A ton of people scratching their head because you know why? The Green Bay Packers had the opportunity to get the ball with just about two minutes left in that clock after the L.A. Rams score. The Green Bay Packers were only down by two points. A running back by the name of Ty Montgomery, who has who's basically lost his starting position and been reserved and been now reduced down to special teams, is back getting ready to receive the football, and he decides to bring that ball out. Now he says that he thought that that ball was going to land possibly a little bit short of the goal line, and he didn't want to possibly risk it on taking the nail and leaving it to the referee's hands, even though it was clear that he was deep into the end zone. But he takes that ball out instead of taking a knee. Instead of giving Aaron Rodgers the ball on a 20-yard line and letting him march down the field, see if he could get 60-plus yards and either score a touchdown or put himself in field goal position. 60-plus yards. 
He doesn't do that. He takes the matters into his own hands. Takes the ball out of the end zone. And then he fumbles. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't get the opportunity to get the ball in his hand. His team doesn't get the opportunity to win a game. And I'm telling you right now, the only person that may have played himself more than Ty Montgomery this past week may have been myself last night. And then Ty Montgomery has the nerve to say that he was going to have a hard time trusting people. And then, when it was unanimous, when there was a unanimous quote talking about they can't trust him, he was surprised that people were talking about not being able to trust him. The guy that took it upon himself to try to win the game instead of giving it to the star quarterback. Instead of giving it to the guy that get pays all the millions, you decided to show that I can do something here. The guy that wasn't even good enough to be a starting running back. You've been reserved to special teams. And now he's been traded away to the Baltimore Ravens at that. If you don't remember, the Baltimore Ravens are the team that has. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. I will go to Andy up. You'll get your Barbie chain gap. He gets traded to the Baltimore Ravens for stupidity and a seventh round pick. That's how much they thought of him. They were like, we just need to get this guy out of here. Baltimore was like, we'll give you a seventh round done. Before the words can leave their mouth. Before the words can leave their mouth. They were like, done. Is now the Green Bay Packer. Demarius Thomas is a Houston is a Houston Texan. Golden Tate is a Philadelphia Eagles. As you already said, Amari Cooper is a Dallas Cowboy. And Hugh Jackson and and uh, offensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns have both been fired. Snacks Harrison is also now playing for Detroit. That is what has happened lately in the NFL. <clears throat> now. One of the things that probably has questioned, has, has gone over my head a couple of times, and you guys may notice, you guys may not, as New York Knicks are down 42 to 41 to the Indiana Pacers with just about five minutes left in the second quarter, or in the half. If you guys know me more than anything else, right, there's not a lot of coaches that you generally hear me talk about. Not a lot of coaches that casually catch my eye as being that particularly great. And I may have to say that it took me this long to really realize how great of a quarterback or great of a coach that Andy Reid was. Like, you understand that Andy Reid may be my favorite coach of all time. And I'm saying this from an all-time perspective, right? That if that Andy Reid may be my, my favorite coach of all time that I would want to have on my team any given time to try to move, maneuver the, to move the future of my team forward. Now, who has been my favorite coach in Jets history of all time? Oh, that's Rex Ryan, hands down. 
Herm Edwards was 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 sentimental. You know, it's a black thing. Let's, let's not even get it twisted. That was 100% a black thing. But Andy Reid. What I've realized about Andy Reid is that he... Well, let's just put it this way. Listen to the quarterbacks that he has had. Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Alex Smith, and now Patrick Mahomes. Now, let's go talk about these guys. Donovan McNabb may single-handedly go into the Hall of Fame without ever winning a Super Bowl. Just because of Andy Reid and his and his offensive brilliance and what he did as a coach for that team. Which makes me keep thinking now through all the years. Cause I had I had to go back. I'm not gonna lie. I had I had to go back and I had to really think. Whoa, what has Andy Reid been doing for this team? And then he realized every single year, 9, 10, 11 plus wins. You know, for for the Philadelphia Eagles under the reign of Donovan McNabb. And then you realize that. What he was doing with all that mediocre talent, that mediocre running back that they used to have. And why he was so happy and why he used to see Deshaun Jackson get so many numbers. Or be so happy to play for a guy like Andy Reid or play in Philadelphia. And why also like so that Deshaun Jackson had no re- no no problem going like going to a guy like who's who, for the Mighty Ducks, Chip Kelly. Because of the way how fast and how dynamic they, they said that they wanted to play, but not very smartly. Andy Reid is dynamic smart. That's the reason why when he had Donovan McNabb, who was kind of a mobile quarterback, kind of, why he couldn't wait to go to a guy like Michael Vick. It makes you realize, like Alex Smith made you realize a little bit more of how good that Ali Reid was when you saw that what he did with Alex Smith. How great he made him look in this Kansas City offense, and why you see that he couldn't wait again to get a guy like Michael Vick, to get Patrick Mahomes, and now you see what he what he's able to do when you have a bunch of Deshaun Jacksons on the field on their prime, Tyreek Hill. What Kansas City has, they have a bunch of Deshaun Jacksons. And then you get and then you get Andy Reid and you put him up there and you realize like, hey, wow. These guys got smoke. Real smoke coming out of their feet. Real smoke coming out of their offense. But more than anything, more than anything, you know what this made me realize is we're about to go into a little bit of overtime of the podcast pretty soon. It made me realize that Terrell Owens was right about Donovan McNabb. That Andy Reid had the perfect schematics ran up to make the team victorious. Terrell Owens was ready to go. Donovan McNabb couldn't keep up. Donovan McNabb wasn't dynamic enough to keep up in the Andy Reid offense. Let that sit and simmer like, hey, hey, hey. 
very much becoming a like I want to watch whatever team and, and, and you know, I'm not gonna lie I used to feel like that in Philly I used to watch Philadelphia Eagles and now I watch the Kansas City Chiefs Andy Reid man well, let's talk about players that are trying to get traded from their teams and the kind of deals that are being dealt are being offered out there as we switch into a little bit of nba talk right now this is going to be all nba talk for the next 15 minutes to half an hour of the show that's left as i told you we're going into overdrive we are going into full blown ot right now so you know what you know what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick break very 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 quick break we're gonna come back when we come back Go finish up the show. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page-turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks. Read e-textbooks and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. You used to listen to your host, the one and only Donald Thomas Taylor. If you are listening, that means you are still listening right here at mytsports.net, the only place where every voice and every take is my tea. As we get him back, and I told you we were going to get back, and we're going to talk about the NBA to finish up this this segment. But I couldn't even talk about the, the NBA right now if I didn't talk about Clay Thompson and what he has done, or what the Golden State Warriors has done. One night, Stephen Curry goes out, makes 13 three-pointers, scores 51 points in a game. This is why we talk about all shots right now. And what happens? What happens shortly after that? Klay Thompson comes out, scores 52 points on 14 three-pointers. He scored 52 points on 15 touches. He scored 52 points only taking 17 dribbles. That boy, Clay, I'm going to call him Clay because his mama named him Clay, is the epitome of efficiency when it comes to shooting that rock. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know what, what else to tell you. Let's just be 
but them boys are nice. And for anybody that says they're not excited to watch this NBA, then you, they watch the NBA season this year, then you are smoking because if you can't get excited over Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson breaking threes, but you know what? Maybe you just don't want to see Golden State do anything positive. I get it. Well, how about the fact that Milwaukee Bucks are seven and zero right now, and the Milwaukee Bucks had a package at the beginning of the year that allowed teams, that allowed their fans to buy their ten, their ten home games for the Milwaukee, the ten first home wins for the Milwaukee Bucks. So you keep getting home wins, home game tickets until the Milwaukee Bucks have won ten games at home, regardless of how long that takes. As somebody is sending me a message for some reason on the Facebook. Oh, not Facebook, but on Instagram. Ah, and it is Izzy. Thank you, sir. Happy Halloween to you, too. It's probably from him and his mama. So if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what does. If the fact that the L.A. Lakers are 2-5 and five doesn't excite you, I don't know what does. That LeBron James hasn't had this bad of a start since his rookie season? And, and one of the only teams that they have beaten is a team that's worse than them and the Phoenix Suns that only has one victory? Then, hey, who am I to take away that from you? The NBA is looking really good right now. The things are looking exciting. And if you can't find the excitement in the league, then something is wrong with you because teams that we thought was going to do good. Oklahoma City is now ha is having another slow start to their season like they did last year. The LA Clippers are having a slow start to this season. The Minnesota Timberwolves are having a slow start to this season, even though the Minnesota Timberwolves just beat the LA Lakers to get so they can get their third victory. And why we are talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves? Jimmy Butler has caused so much steam in that locker room with those boys. Listen, he's basically called out everybody. He's basically called out every single player in that locker room and said that these guys aren't playing with enough heart and I'm playing with heart. And he called them all out and he embarrassed them in the practice. And then they're trying to shop him. And these two teams are going to go hand in foot, I'm going to talk about. They, try, they decide to shop a player. Which player? A player that... A player that loves Tom Thibodeau. That plays hard like Tom Thibodeau wants, hard, plays, like wants his players to play hard. And... Not only that, not only that, not only that, not only that, not only that. He knows their mentality. But there was a team out there that offered the Minnesota Timberwolves for I'm not, okay, I don't even know if I could play music for this. They offered him four first-round picks to get the J, 
Offered four first round picks to get Jimmy Butler. Now let me tell you this. I don't think there's anybody in this league currently, right now, as it stands, that is worth that is worth four first round picks. And I'll tell you why. If you don't understand how the NBA does their trading of draft picks, you cannot trade away. First round draft picks twice or in back-to-back -back seasons. So if you're giving away four, that isn't saying that, hey, we're, we're going to give away our 2019 draft pick, our 2020, 2021, 2022, and then we'll be done for the next four years. He'll probably, you know what I mean, for, the, for those first four years, and then we'll back out of it. No, that's not what that's saying. You have to give it up every other year. You can't give up back-to-back -back years. So you're going to give up 2019, but you got to keep 20. You're going to give up 21, but you got to keep 22. You gotta give it 23, but you gotta keep 24. Understand? This is how that this is how that's gonna work. You gotta give it 25. You understand? Listen to this. Listen to this. Like, let me just let you understand what the, what's gonna happen here. 2019 is gone. 2020, you keep. 2021, gone. 2022, you keep. 2023, gone. 2024, you keep. 2025, gone. You are trading away your future until 2025. And listen, if they get you one championship, if Jimmy Butler happens to get you one championship, is it worth it? Is it worth one championship to get Jimmy Butler? It just may be if you are the Houston Rockets and you are currently sitting at one and five and everything about you going into this season said that you were a championship contender. You brought in Melo. You got rid of all these other guys. You brought in CP3. You paid people. And you wanted five. And it's not looking like it's going to get better. So I, I reiterate. There isn't a player currently in this league that I would trade for four first round picks. There isn't one single player currently in the league that I would do it for currently at this point in time in their career. You couldn't convince me to. Handcuff my, my team for seven years. Years, because you know what? Listen, I'm not worried about 2019, and, and this is saying that he resigns. I'm not worried about 2019, 2020, 2021. I'm not worried about these first three immediate years so much, but I am worried about year 22, year 23, 2024, 2025. I'm worried about those back four years. You're probably going to start needing some picks because you know what's going to happen? Chris Paul is going to have another injury. Uh, it may not be his hamstring. It may be a back this time. And he can't stand up erect. But he's going to fail you when you need him the most. James Harden is barely showing that he's the guy that can win you a championship now. He keeps failing in clutch moments. 
and you're just saying that you want to trade away your future. You want to trade away the opportunity to keep adding access to help you? Well, let's bring in Jimmy Butler for four first round picks. Now, listen. Now, the reason why I'm still shocked that Jimmy Butler is on this team, because why? I don't believe there's anybody in this league worth four first round picks. In the same retrospect, if I am offered four first round picks for anybody in this league, I'm taking it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did we not see how valuable those picks were when Cleveland, like that those Brooklyn picks were when Cleveland was out here making all these deals? Think about it. Think about the t think about how important those picks were to Brooklyn or, or to the or, or to the Boston Celtics when they rebuilt their team. Think about it. You understand? Training away these kind of picks got the Boston Celtics. Channing Tatum. Sorry, Jason Tatum. Got the, the, the Celtics. Um, Jalen Brown. Got the Boston Celtics. Kyrie Irvin. So, so if I'm Minnesota, I have no clue why. No clue why. Butler. Butler is still on that team with an offer like that on the table. You, oh my God. Listen, listen. You should have hopped on that like a virgin being offered pussy from the prettiest girl in school. And as we see here, all right, we're going to move on very quickly before we get into our final topic. Look at it, probably going to segue. Now, LeBron James. It's all I have to do with LeBron James. LeBron James happened to get the LA Lakers their first victory just in time for Kobe Bryant not to come back. Because I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if you heard Kobe Bryant on Jimmy Kimball. They asked you how many games would the LA Lakers have to lose in a row being the season first starter for you to consider having to come back. And he said five. The Lakers won their first game at one and four. They beat Denver. A good quality win against Denver. Denver, a team that only has one loss. And that's to the Lakers. The Denver, Denver sitting right behind the Golden State Warriors with a record of 5-1. and one. Denver's one of the only few teams left in this record with one or fewer losses. It's Denver, Milwaukee, and Toronto. We see San Antonio um, doing well with what they have there and picking up DeMar DeRozan. His role is going, is going well, nice, finally being coached up a little bit more. But LeBron James gets his gets the first victory with them just in time for Kobe Bryant to not have to come back. But but more than anything, I realize that LeBron James is still getting coaches fired in Cleveland. <laughs> if that could be a thing. The Cleveland Cavaliers have started out with their record 1-6 since the departure of LeBron James, which has basically kind of been how they've always done 
since LeBron James has been gone. But the fact that Tyron Lewis gets fired after his departure, for an, actually it was an 0-6 start after that, so they've won one game since Tyron Lewis got fired. Is that we all know that Tyron Lewis was LeBron James's guy. Which means to me, which basically what I'm saying is that Tyron Lewis was still there. I mean, if LeBron James is still there, then Tyron Lue would have, still have his job in Cleveland. If, well, because of two reasons. Because LeBron James would want him there, and they wouldn't have started their season out at one and six. So Ty Lue still would have been there, but... What's even more? Huh. What's even more hilarious? And I do mean he la re us. <laughs> Is that. <laughs> do you guys. <laughs> you can start laughing now. You can start laughing now. You know, you probably got to start cracking up again. Do you guys remember. Oh, Knicks are up 52 50 at halftime. When, oh wow, look at Clay Thompson showing. <laughs> Yo, Clay Thompson made a joke right after his 52 point game that he, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Yo, I don't know the name of the guy, but Rain Man, make it that. Oh my god. Who is it that that Will for real played and he was playing basketball? He came dressed all up and he had like the Florida or something like Floridian's jersey on. Oh, yes, I think whatever game movie it was he played with the Florida and they were wrestling bears and all kinds of shit. And because he made a joke that day after his game because he had to put on the headband after getting after getting busted open. Yeah, he scored 52 points and he did it with a cut over his eye. And he had to put on a headband. Well, he showed up to arena. Just as that guy for Halloween, I gotta love it. For a guy that dressed as Urkel for Halloween, you gotta, you, you, you have to appreciate. Yo, Clay's my dude. Like, like, listen, Clay and Devin Booker, those are my two guys. I don't, I don't know. These light skinned motherfuckers can shoot. <clears throat> Back to what I was saying. Do you guys remember Tristan Thompson, the forward from the Cleveland Cavaliers, going on national television, going on the record, going on the mic? Putting it down on wax for the whole entire world to hear. He came out and said that the Cleveland, that the NBA, that the East, sorry, runs through the Cleveland Cavaliers. Did you guys hear this? Did, am I the only one that heard this? Did you guys hear this? The Cleveland Cavaliers have a record of one and six. The Cleveland Cavaliers have already changed their head coach. I'm telling you. There is something going on. Like, that, this, this is part of that Kardashian disillusion that goes on with people that fuck with the Kardashians. That Tristan Thompson would have the nerve to come out and say that, yo, the East runs through Cleveland. Like, come on now. Nothing runs through Cleveland without LeBron James being there. You understand that Cleveland barely runs through Cleveland with LeBron James barely going through there. The East runs through Cleveland. Like the nerve of this guy. His team is one and six. Listen, <laughs> you I, I understand. Like, do you understand that going into the season that the two 
best players on on the two highest players, the two guys that were that were, that were supposed to be the guys to help keep this franchise together this year. The two top guys were going to be a person that everybody thinks is soft and has come out to say that he's a little mentally unstable in Kevin Love and a guy that we all believe is mentally unstable based off his <laughs> shenanigans in J.R. Smith. And yet we get Tristan Thompson, the guy that can barely score 12 points. Basically, he can't put up any of his, he can't create of his own offense. But he is going to come out and say that the East runs through Cleveland. Like, boy, have you lost your cotton-picking mind? We all know that's not happening. Like, I feel like at the end of the season, I'm going to have to hit him with a plies meme. Like, you big mad. Like, that's actually, you know what? That's how he responded to that. Like, you looked at him, you couldn't even argue with him because he was just mad. Like, you big. I'm not arguing with you. No, boo boo. I'm not arguing. You big man. I, I ain't shit I could say to you. Look at me. I'm happy. But you, you mad. That's how Tristan Thompson answered that. As if, as if he took it personally. And now he's just looking like the kid that cried wolf or the guy that thinks the earth is flat. With that, we're done here. I I, I can't talk about anything else. Like, the East wants to, clearly. You got to be kidding me. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, Alan Thomar Taylor. We are done with the show. You know what I like to say. As one hand washed the other and both washed the face. As we continue on this race to the top, I continue. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me and my podcast right here on MyTSports.net. That's MYTSports.net. And don't forget, as I always say, it's a quote from Wale. And let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. Happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you have a blessed day. I hope you get some candy. I hope you get a whole lot more treats than you get tricks. Goodbye. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. <laughs>